Y'all listening to that 20 by 20 podcast, the best of wrestling, the best of hip-hop. Check it out. Boom. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. Shout out to the nation of domination. Yeah. High in these potty streets, but we doing our thing. Tell Coco beware, bringing them birds to the ring. Attitude error, WWF on the leather. It's that 2020 podcast. I go wherever your shorty with a frog splash. She look like Sunny, but she Puerto Rican. I came through like the repo man creeping. Welcome, welcome once again, once again. This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your host, Nathan McFly. With it's your motherfucking boy, B I N G Bing, you heard, aka Bingy Two Chains, don't blind them, aka who the fuck am I? My $500 Gucci slides, storyline tees on my body. 2020 podcast in my blood. What's happening, nigga? What up, blood? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, by the way, to everyone who's gonna see this, my me and my bro right here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's just synergy. You know what I mean? That was not planned. No, nah, that definitely just, wasn't planned. Like we over here, we over here both with the Nido joint, you know. Issue work, five work. from the storyline from the storyline merch. Go to storylinetees.com. And if you see something that you like and it ain't there, might be a restock that we might do on May 6th for that mm. first episode of uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Or it might be that you're a Shawn Michaels fan. Mm. Or it might be that you're a Finn Balor fan and you love the fact that the Prince came back. Or it just might be that you about that shit and are just a Nation of Domination fan. Who knows? You heard. Whatever it may Throw be. Throw that fist up. You dig? Or maybe you're just one of one of those associates of the tribal chief. Mm. Maybe you just be fucking with Killer Cross. Holla mm. We here. All seven. Mm-hmm. All seven issues are gonna be available soon. Got a restock coming soon. R.I.P. Brian Pillman. You're Bro, right. True that. R.I.P. Brian Pillman. But this is the 20 by 20 podcast. My nigga, how are you? How you feeling, baby? Yo, you know what I mean? I'm here, man. I'm living, you know, chilling. You know what I mean? It's Friday. Got my little drinky drink on. You know what I mean? We doing the show. It's all good. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm good. My, I got a lot to be thankful for. Yo, real quick though, right? Before before we get into any everything, I just want to like, I just want to give a shout out to everyone from the hood that we came up with yeah. or and that we still fuck with now to this day. Like like Bones and Jay and ATL Supplement. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to like yeah, Storyline Tees. You know, shout out to them. Shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? Storyline Tees. This shit ain't easy. Nah, and you nah, put nah. a lot of work in. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Even our boy Hoof got a, got a store now up there doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Then we got Higgs. Boston, the God Particle, our new music. We Higgs got Johnny boson, Higgs Boson, baby. Boson, my bad son, my bad son. <laughs> God, like, came up with everybody's doing their thing, bro. You know, our brothers, so I just want to shout them out real quick. One time for the one time, you heard? Nah, nah definitely, definitely. Shout out to everybody making moves. Um, shout, yo, listen, man. Even, yo, shout out to Battle Club Pro Wrestling. 
They got an event coming. They got an event coming May May 29th. Uh, 20 by 20 in Starland will not be there May 29th because our boy SM2 will be getting married. He will be getting hit. He will be going on to that next chapter. You feel me? So we won't be there, but we are definitely sponsors of the May the Franchise Reign which is their first show post-pandemic happening in New Jersey. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Go to the 20 by 20 podcast Instagram page. Go to the Storyline T's Instagram page. The link is in our bio to cop tickets. It's a two-show day. There's two shows in one day. They're going to find their new franchise champion. Shout out to Joaquin Morales. That's my brother right there. And we got so much in common, me and that dude, bro. It's it's more than just wrestling. Like we both work within the school system as well. You know, we both we both work with special needs kids. You know, we out here doing what do we can do to make this uh, you know, like make this population better. You know what I'm saying? So doing you know, good I, work, bro. You're doing good work. Trying. Gotta get enough credit for what I do, bro. You know what I mean? Trying, man. Trying. Them, them kids give me bags under my eyes, but they money bags, bro. It's all good, bro. It's all good. <laughs> but um, you be like, damn, I'm tired. Ka-ching, <laughs> ka-ching. <laughs> That's me yo, and cucumber, babe. Yo, ka-ching, listen, man. <laughs> it goes, it goes straight from there, straight to storyline. Like it's, it's a 24, 24 hour grind. But yo, man, shout out to Joe Morales. Put in a song as sponsors, and we have a sponsor of a triple threat match. It's a triple threat match with Trisha Dora. She's the Pan-African World Diaspora Champion, and she's going in the ring with none other than Lee Moriarty and New York City's own Ken Broadway in a triple threat intergender match that is Sponsored by the 20 by 20 podcast and storyline tees. Oh, that's a fire match, bro. Yeah, fire, fire. That's who Lee Moriarty is. No, Lee Moriarty is going to be a, all three of them. All three of them have yeah. a yeah. star quality to them. That yeah, di- in different ways. That's in different Ill. ways. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, you know, but shout out to Tris, Tris Um, She's doing something different. She's doing something for the culture that hasn't been seen before. I mean, yeah, of course, we've seen, you know, Black men main event. We've seen, as we saw with WrestleMania 37, two Black women main event night one, uh, Black world champions. But this is just different. Like, that championship means different. You know what I mean? Like, not only does it mean for just you know, black people in general, but just like all the displacements, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you go back throughout the histories, we know that the countries we come from, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, you know, those were, those were Borinque, Tainos, Indians. Right. They got, you know, you know, we, we, you know, we don't want to get into the whole history lesson of it, but we already know. We know, we know what's up, we know. We already know how to displace you know, people of our color came into effect within those areas and those regions. And for a title to come to mean more than just being black, just being black in a whole, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
just the the culture right. of it, it it's it's something that needs to be seen something that needs to be put out there for everybody to see and that's why this that was one of the first things that i nice. really wanted to you know be a part of when they asked me when they told when they showed me the the card for for the night and i looked at it and then i seen that triple threat match and i was like damn i i, I really dig lee moriarty i was like damn trip fucking fire i was like and Kim Broadway. like I was like, hey, am I? I was like, hey, am I nigga from uptown? I was like, nah, bro. I was like, nah, this this gotta go down. And I even told I told Joakim, I was like, yo, this is the match I want to sponsor, bro. I was like, this is the match. This this match right here, this exemplifies like 20 by 20 podcasts. Culturally. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Culturally Facts. through everything. This this is us right here. You know, and it, you know, it kind of pains me from not being there. But you know we we gotta we gotta show out for SM two. You know it's his day, and you know I can't miss that for anything in the world. Right, I hear you, bro. That's a fact. Yeah, man. But that is again. that is a dope ass match to like <laughs> to sponsor, man. That's gonna be fire, bro. That's yeah, fire. Definitely, 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 man. And I I can't I can't wait. I can't wait, man. I can't wait to see that because I'm on, I'm on. You know, I'm gonna be in the one, but I might just have that tucked into the side on the phone. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, all right, all right. I'm, you know, fuck it. I'm, I'm gonna put some more money. I'm gonna put some more money into that, into that promotion, man. You know, Battle Club Pro, straight, straight NYC promotion. That seeing the best of the best come through that ring, man. We're talking about, you know, Drew McIntyre when he was on, when he was uh on his second come up before he got back into WWE, going through there. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're talking we're talking big names that walk through that shit. Pete Dunn with the UK title. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be it's gonna be great. And I'm just I you know 20 by 20 podcast storyline T just feels very uh very honored and appreciative to actually be able to sponsor a match with with such you know culture right. and such such you know just like a big feel you know what i'm saying it's just a crazy big feel man but shout out to everybody that's going to be there as well yeah, you know i was looking at the i was looking at the at the the thing you posted oh my boy Aaron Judge just hit a grand slam let's go junkies okay um, and go. i went and i looked up the card and i was like oh hi right. i was like yo this this looks dope i'm like this this looks like a fucking dope ass show and then they're doing two shows in one day Shows on one day, kid. She's gonna be crazy. Shout out to Battle Club Pro, bro. Let's get it popping. Let's go, let's go. But um, this week, and it's been crazy because like ever since Mania, you know, there's a lot of things going on in wrestling. Oh uh, yeah, you know, a lot of things with Impact, a lot of things with uh, AEW, and now we're hearing a couple of other things rumbling in, but um. One thing I want to talk to you about right now is a great, great promotion within Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan was promoted to lead producer for SmackDown and Raw, which just pushes down uh, John Laurinaitis back to his uh, head of talent relations. And they say, uh, you know, nobody could fire a man like John Laurinaitis. So might as well put him over there, right? <laughs> 
Oh, hi, Vince. Oh. Your arms look great today. <laughs> Yo, not for nothing, Bruce Pritchard's a fucking asshole, but he's funny as well. He is a fucking asshole, but yo, that nigga be killing me, son. I'm like, yo, I know I, this looks like these are the type of motherfucker I could chill with, but I wouldn't like to be around though. Cause he's a bitch like, ass nigga. Yeah, it's like if I came into a situation and we like met in a bar and he already had a couple drinks in, then he'd be mad fun to chill with. Yeah. But to like be with the nigga all day long, I might have to beat him up. I'm gonna keep it real. So we might have to fight. <laughs> I might. I might have to choke slam like Undertaker choke slam brother love. Brother oh, love. Yeah, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um uh this is great to see Yo, because nah, that's that's oh, it sucks that he's not in the ring, right? I mean, yeah, it sucks that he's not in the ring, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause he he was he was on the come up. He could have had a great heel run because everybody just naturally yeah. hated him at the moment. But the way he's transitioned, yeah. the way yeah. he's transitioned to uh that 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 uh that talent role, like you know, that that uh producer role, just producing matches. And from what I've heard, like the last two Royal Rumbles, he was one of the producers on it. And he's been involved in a lot of the women's matches, him and Tyson Kidd, when they he first got into that producer role. And then he kind of moved up there where he started doing main event matches on Raw and SmackDown. Then they pushed him up even more to doing, you know, not the main events, but like the marquee matches on events. Then he did the rest of the Royal Rumbles where he was involved in the finishes of the men's and women's, I think for the two years back to back. Then Mania, you know what I'm saying? He was involved with Bianca Belair shit with, I think he did Bobby and Drew too. Like he was involved in some marquee matches. So like whatever he's doing, they got to be liking because that's a, big jump to go from a producer to just head for both shows well it's not it's not it's not confirmed that it's both shows but he is a lead producer it's not known if it's just for smackdown or just for raw or both shows but regardless of that it's it's representation too facts you know what i'm saying like he could understand all characters he knows where all characters are coming from and I just feel that it just it's just very interesting to see now because ever since um Nick Khan has come into the situation with WWE as the CFO he's he's done like a culture change in in some and yeah. in, 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 in some ways cuz you see there was always like this thing about Mark Carano and just like it was like you know, you hear it through the grapevine and the dirt sheets of him being a scumbag, you know, a sleaze bucket with all these all these ladies within WWE and just not being somebody that everybody liked. Nope. And we seen it he unfold. Like a scumbag too. And then we seen it unfold with the Mickey James incident because supposedly he was the one that sent Mickey James everything in the trash bag. So it's just like all these moving pieces that are coming around. Like he he's like placing people where he feels that the people are best utilized. And he's getting rid of people that, you know what I'm saying? Like he's getting rid of people. He's taking people out of 
roles or moving them around or getting rid of them altogether, putting his plugging his own people in, or yo, maybe that was his like, yo, Jason Jordan, we're moving you over here. It could be like, I don't know what this guy knows as far as pro wrestling in general, but he knows about business on a big level. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to get he's trying to get to He's trying to get the WWE universe to look like the Marvel universe. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's what I was reading where like he wants it to be something big where it's just like an, its own entity, but like something that Hollywood wants to be associated with. Well, that's not a bad thing at all. I think that that's great. But you can do that. I think, I think though people are going to hear that quote and think, Oh, we're going to get fucking, Techno Team 2000 all over again. Ah. <laughs> and it's like, yo, nah. But you're going to get big budget shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to get big booms because you, that's what our talent is. There's, you know, they're just, it's a different level. You know what I mean? If you want to compare fucking Marvel to DC, AW to NXT or WWE, like, you know, WWE will be the Marvel Universe if you want to talk about it like that. Let's be real, my nigga. They got... Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, we've seen, you know, we've seen people go to Hollywood. I'm not mad at him for, for making that comparison, though, and, like, wanting it to be like that, to be bigger than life. Because, yo, I think what WWE has missed a lot in the past couple of years is uh, one, two, three main guys, main girls. Yeah, they push certain people down and whatever the case may be, or push certain people up or who's been like a real like standout super fucking star there you know one or two we don't i mean yeah there's names you can name but like like a john cena type level that's i won't even i don't even i'm not even gonna go back to the attitude era because that's a different that's just different but like in recent times nobody and they, they did that on purpose they they booked everyone 50 50 to not have anyone be that big so somebody comes in and they're like no 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 this is Hulk. This is Hawkeye. This is Captain America. This is Spider-Man. This is Iron Man. It doesn't matter what you say. This is how it's going to work. And ding, 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 ding. And you kind of could see it. I don't think Roman's coming, that title coming off him for a while. I think certain people are going to like be stay, stay what they are and they're just going to keep, you know, trying to push them on to the main limelight, main TV, you know, more mainstream shit. And that's what you should do, right? Like, what the fuck? No, I mean, I, I think that's what you should do. And, you know, you should have a strong title holder. But then this is the thing, though. With WWE right now, more than any time ever, they've had, they have, like, an abundance of talent. To the point, to the point where it's like, there's really no use for all of them. But you don't want them to go anywhere else because you know the potential that some of these people may have. And the only reason why I say may have is because maybe they don't work out that way. I mean, we see we see right now in AEW with Miro. Miro looks like he's going into that that heel monster role, which he fits very well. And the way he choked out, the way he choked out Kip Sabin and all that shit. But the first what four or five months. He was Dika, the best man. He was supposed to be, from what Chris Jericho said, uh, a playoff to what Mr. Perfect was. 
fuck out of here. He's nowhere near that shit. You know what I'm saying? And I think they're just starting to realize now who Miro is. And I'm hoping that we Mr. Perfect. That's what the best man was. I'm the best man, meaning I'm Mr. Perfect. It was like a playoff off of it, off of it, from what Jericho said. But what I'm trying to say is, yeah, exactly. So what I'm trying to say is this is like, sometimes it's the talent. You know, they're phenomenal in the ring. Yo, listen, bro, there's talent that's phenomenal in the ring, on the mic, does everything, but they're not going to get the play. They're not going to get the time because within the WWE universe, it's not their time, which sucks. And I say this all the fucking time about Dolph Ziggler. You see Dolph Ziggler, even in the most, the most like, like uh me meaningless match looked fucking amazing. And he like and he's not champion, which is crazy. Like I feel like he's he's the one that could like twist it, twist it at, at like the drop of a hat and become face out of nowhere and be that foil to uh to a Roman Reigns right now. But Roman Reigns is so hot right now, he'll probably make Dolph Ziggler look like shit. I think I think Dolph Dolph's days of being a baby face are done. I hear what you're saying though. But he is one of those guys that can do that shit. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think I think with with what WWE's trying to do, like I feel like if you're in that position, if you're the head of the industry, you got to constantly find ways to keep your talent at the forefront. But I feel like WWE has kind of sacrificed their talent being at the forefront. The forefront, you know what I mean? And then that in turn hurts talent, like you were saying. So it's like, what do you do when you have such an overflow. You don't want to get rid of these people. You don't want them to go to any competition because regardless of what people say, there's so many, there's so much other wrestling out there that even on the smallest of scale, it's still competition. You know what I'm saying? Like KFC, you don't give a fuck about Kennedy Fried, but you put enough Kennedy Frieds in some KFCs and KFC going to lose some business out there. It might not kill them. But it's gonna be enough audience, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel with I feel with 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 the overflow of talent and you know trying to take this into the next millennia and build this to a bigger, bigger than light thing. You know, WWE is being accused of not wanting to play nice with other people and kind of feels like they have to now, you know what I'm saying, which is interesting. <laughs> with everything else going on in the wrestling world that it's like I right, we, we might have to we might have to siphon some of these niggas off a la fucking Street Profits going to evolve and winning the tag titles Fabian Archer being fucking the, the, what was he wasn't he the, the, the uh, Fabian Eichner yeah Fabian Eichner oh. went, went to Evo and became the champion right came and back. then he beat Austin, he beat Austin Theory didn't he came back Came back. Imperium. And, Imperium. And tag team titles. She profits. Like, evolve. Come back. 
fucking one of the longest tag team title runs. No, but it came back and became NXT champion. NXT, right. And that shit blew them up. Exactly. But this is the thing, though. And you know what? Let's just get into it real quick. Um, the the rumor with WWE and MLW. People say that basically WWE came in and swallowed up Evil. It wasn't even that. The pandemic hit. There was no money coming in Evil. This motherfucker wanted to sell. He knew he had talent there. WWE knew they had talent. Because WWE was feasting off of that talent for a lot for the last like couple of years, so why not just take it in and see what happened from there? Right now, post pandemic, hold on. Right now, post pandemic, an MLW WWE partnership can mean so much because some of their top stars, some of their top stars could just be just put in. To storylines that are going on right now. Hence, give me Matt Riddle against Filthy Tom Lawler. Just yo, give dude. me, just give me Jacob Fatu against Roman Reigns. No, no. See, that's what everybody wants to see. You know what I want to see out of that shit? I want to see him inserted into every head of the table storyline. I want him to be inserted as the enforcer. From here on out, let's say, let's just say this. Hold on, my nigga. Let's just say this. Let me let me let me put this in here into the universe real quick. Let's say all this goes down and it's June. Right? June. Money in the bank territory and all that shit. Roman Reigns has a match with just putting it out there. Let's say Shinsuke. Shinsuke, Shinsuke is looking like he's gonna win the match. Out of nowhere, Jacob Fatu runs in from the crowd. Awesome Umaga shit, bro. Helps Roman yo. win, and then Roman brings him in. Like, yo, you ain't think you ain't think family is everywhere, cause he's family. Facts. First blood, the, exactly. First keep, blood cousins. Keep all the Samoans together, and then from that on, from June until WrestleMania season, you need to build up Jacob Fatu the way they did with Umaga, but make him be. What Umaga should have been. Facts. Can you imagine a Jacob Fatu versus Roman Reigns match at WrestleMania 38? Or give him a build. Give peep this. Nigga, give bring in the build. rock as special guest referee. <laughs> <laughs> peep. Give him a build the way they built Batista inside of evolution and just inch by inch turns him baby face just one week after they just turned the knob slowly and to sl- the fucking fans wanted it so bad they were going crazy for him to turn and then he went like this and then he just fucking thumb and that shit made him a star <laughs> and then he beat your relation at three straight listen listen side note that storyline those three matches are probably Batista, probably Batista's best three matches but God damn, those are three good motherfucking matches, bro. Hell the yeah. Hell in a Cell is a slept on, super bloody, super violent Hell in a Cell where he almost killed Triple H and he powerbombed him on the steps because he did it too <laughs> high. And a nigga's neck, he whiplashed his shit and almost fucked him up. Yeah. But yeah, but give him a build like that, that would be crazy. But it's not just 
All right. Peep this. <laughs> Peep this. Before any MLW or WWE deal goes down, or even if it does go down, it might take time before they get to where they need to get to. Mm. Jacob Fatu makes two years as champion in July. Yeah. Right? You still got AW running around making deals with everyone. Yeah. What if they do something like what WCW and ECW and WWE did with Mike Awesome, Taz, and the ECW title? You know what I'm saying? A WCW and a WWE guy for the ECW title type shit. What if MLW and WWE, they do, they announced that they're doing a deal, but they don't announce when anything's going to go down. Fatu gets to right around about to be two years. They have a, an event in July. Omega surprises. Issues a challenge. Nigga's not going to back down from a challenge. Some more. Takes that shit. Loses his motherfucking title. Aw, boo. Wait. In August is SummerSlam. Now, Roman has a big marquee match against SummerSlam. Let's say, shits and giggles, let's say Big E. Somebody that's a legit threat, you know what I'm saying? And that's when you bring him in to help Roman win at a bigger, bigger event, a marquee event like SummerSlam. After coming off a huge marquee event with the champion of another company, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, yeah, they did that little bit of business. They go away with the MLW title and do them. Now this nigga's here. He's in the fold. He's on. He's why, in why, get, why feed into what Omega's doing, though? What what does that do? It helps MLW because they just worked with the two biggest companies out there. I I don't think, I don't, nah. I don't think Vince, Vince, I don't Whether they're if champion, I was Vince. If I was Vince, I'd be like, nah, nigga. Fuck that. Fuck that little nigga. Fuck him. Fuck him and his God, belt collecting his, shit. For his... For what for what, for what they could take... Fuck that. Let him win his dude. Like, give him... That's what he wants belts. He wants shiny things. He's fucking... He's... What's that shit from that movie? He's that fucking thing. That's what Omega reminds me of. Like, he just wants all the belts. But niggas are not thinking past there. Vince is thinking about 2023 already. Like he's he's done with 2021. His, his brain closed for 2021 already. It's <laughs> out of here. His plans are made. Everything's already taken care of. The niggas thinking about WrestleMania 40 at this point. Like I think that it wouldn't matter if he lost the title to fucking Omega and let them continue that storyline. At the end of the day, MLD, MLW is still an independent wrestling company. Whether they're working with WWE doesn't mean they're bought by them. They can do business wherever the fuck they want. And if it's going to be a one-off event that's going to help them at, in the long run, at the end of the day, yeah, your champion loses it, but- your champion to someone else, but you're going into business now with WWE on some serious runs. So fuck that. Take the title, nigga. Who cares? No, no, because that world title is everything for MLW. If you, if you just let... Listen... You let Omega go and run with that title after you just did a fucking deal with WWE. What do you have to bring to the table? You don't have a world champion anymore, bro. It's no, you have nothing, my nigga. You have nothing. You let your world champion lose. What is he? What, what is he worth now? I'm looking at it like everybody can benefit. 
if it, this is worked out the right way. Yo, listen. Honestly. They, yo, listen. Did they give Seth Rollins prop when they took his jacket, my nigga? When they took his drip? <laughs> they didn't give that nigga no props, bro. They went out there looking like little Seth Rollinses, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, son, niggas straight ripped his whole shit, son. To the way they the hair falls. The said, "Yeah, I want that." To the way, he, to the way his hair falls, bro. One nigga, one nigga dyed his hair darker brown. <laughs> yo, yo, <laughs> you got a point. If, if they make it win the title, they're not the world champion. You got a point. Exactly. I feel like they can they have, maybe they figure something no out, world, but niggas ain't gonna sit around. No world champion, bro. No, but I feel you on that point. I feel you. I feel you. But I feel like if you're gonna bring, if you're gonna bring, if you're gonna do that, look, we're just talking now. But if you're gonna bring Jacob Fatu in, who's the world champion of that company, like to help or to assist Roman or something, like to have the MLW championship on a WWE program that might be different because we don't really see that and now you're seeing it on the other fucking channel sticker got three different companies belts on his show so it's like maybe bring the nigga in and keep keep him championed let him go past fucking july right like you can do that too have two dominant niggas running around on top you know what i mean because it's like to bring him in to have them go against each other makes no fucking sense because it's so much easier to bring him in as like a this huffing puffing monster and have Roman just be like, nigga, we family. Like, I'm not gonna fight you. You know, and maybe he puts him in a choke and lets the nigga know what time it is. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm telling you. Like it's gonna, no, he's you know what's gonna happen? He's gonna be the enforcer. He's gonna be the one that's really like. Like Jay is what Roman's right hand man. This is gonna be his left, but the left is gonna be the muscle. The left is gonna be where that gold glove is at. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. Everything's gonna have meaning if they do it that way. Everything's gonna have meaning if, if it's done that way. But um, that that I mean, I it, it it'll that. be something crazy to see i know a lot of people's like yo i really don't want wwe to swallow up mlw because it'll just be another promotion that we love and we're never gonna see again i understand that but at the end of the day them dollars talk and we just have to we just have to appreciate what we have for the moment what we had before and what's coming afterwards and if what's coming afterwards is a couple talent from MLW actually making it and doing something perfect. Nobody ever thought Rey Mysterio was going to be a big name. Everybody thought Rey Mysterio was going to be fucking lost. Lost in the sauce when fucking WCW got, got fucking swallowed up too. And guess what? He became a two-time world champion. You know what I'm saying? Had the Intercon- Royal Rumble Royal runner, Rumble Intercontinental was. champion, tag team champion. He went all, he went, everything, champion, everything and anything. Champion. He did everything. You know what I'm saying? So there is possibilities. There is possibilities. And I feel with some of the talent within MLW, it is so raw that once on the WWE product, yeah, it's going to be a little tweaked, but some of them 
are going to probably have the the way to like just be themselves like with Jacob Fatu I feel that Roman will probably vouch for that them being in this fan you got guys like Fatu Filthy Tom Lawler yo give me Alexander Hammerstone against Cesaro any those day. two I could see those two in NXT Filthy Tom Lawler give me dude yeah, give me him versus Champa. Give me him versus Thatcher in that fucking Shit. in that fucking cell match. And then the, the fight pit. The fight pit. Yeah, bro. They got a tag team there too. These these young cats. You want to talk about innovative offense, but like they'll still stomp on your hand, break your eye, old school style. But the niggas are doing like triple jump moonsault still at the same time. Those dudes are ill, B. Those dudes are ill. I can definitely see them. And NXT too, they will kill it in NXT, but they got some raw talent, bro. The whole country unit, like you know what I'm saying. Um, the Von Erics, like they got some talent over there, bro. They really do. They really do. Some guys that it maybe with the national spotlight can fucking people be like, oh shit, man, this guy's this guy's these guys are fucking stars. All these girls are, are stars, like you know what I mean? I like that. I like I, if this works out, it's gonna be dope. Honestly, I think it will, but we still no, gotta wait and see. You know, but I mean? uh, another thing, you know, with WWE, you know, they have the whole the whole mess with Mickey James, as we said earlier, with the Mark Carano thing. But uh, you know, Carmella, somebody who's still in WWE, voiced her, you know, her frustration with the way that women are being booked now, and Chel- uh, Chelsea Green, who was just let go, she talked about, you know, um pitches that she she brought some which that was, you know one right. of them that i thought it was kind of interesting was her being part of the whole alexa bliss fiend segment they weren't all her they weren't so the list that i saw it was five things right and out of those five things two of them were her ideas they got shot down and the other three were from the writers and Vince shot all them shits down. He didn't even give them a thought. The only one that he kind of, kind of gave a thought to was Dominic Mysterio's girlfriend. But then somebody said Aaliyah, and he was like, all right, fuck it. They're, they're closer. I mean, um, they changed it to fucking being Buddy Murphy having a girlfriend, and they used Aaliyah instead. So whatever. But, like, I saw a couple of them, and I was like, the whole... Her with Seth, I thought would have been dope. Yeah. I, I thought that would have been dope. You know what I'm saying? Because, yo, she has range. And I don't think... No, WWE did not see at all what she can do. They probably saw before they, she got there how she in one match could be three different characters. That bitch would roll out of the ring, roll under the ring, come out and have the whole have her face and makeup and shit. Like, yo, she would do some... She was no an impact, yeah. An impact, she was good, bro. An impact, she she was dope. Good, right, right. So, I'm just like that. You would think that that would fucking fit perfectly in WWE, that type of character work. And, bro, I mean, look at her like, god damn, Zach Ryder, congratulations, my boy. Because, yo, she's she's top notch, but I'm like, not even that. She's good. Like, she can go. So, I kind of feel like she didn't get a chance at all, really, in WWE. Then look at look at Kenta. You know, Hideo, when he was Hideo Itami. 
how many times he got hurt, bro? How many chances did he get? You know what I'm saying? I'm just, it's just like, and I'm not, I'm not shitting on him at all. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just like comparing, like, you get two injuries. They're not serious, but they're just annoying injuries. So they take long to heal. And it's not like you're not working. You're obviously pitching ideas and shit while you're out and all of this. And it's like, I don't think she got a shot. I think she should go back to Impact. I'm going to be real with you. Because they got a lot going on right now. And I feel like she could benefit from you know what? some fucking camera time <laughs> and being a vet there. You talk about Impact. And before I get to that, I just want to put I just want to put my two cents into this um this whole thing. So Mickey James had a pitch for an all-woman brand, and it got shut down. Now, my thing is this. Even though I love that idea, because I feel like there's some women talent who are not getting their dues and who would benefit from getting more time. But I say this. Absolutely. Is there enough women? Maybe if they put all three brands together. But is there enough women to run a show? Not run one show, not run a pay-per-view, but run a weekly show and then have three to four pay-per-views a, a year. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, uh, I hate that I'm going to respond this way, but Who's going to watch? I, I'll be there watching. All right. I would watch too. Are they going to have interesting storylines to keep male viewers intrigued into watching all women's wrestling? Because, yo, the fact of the matter is Evolution is the lowest rated, lowest selling pay-per-view in WWE history. Only, only ECW December to December and maybe one other show are on like have a worse buy rate. And it wasn't it a wasn't. fucking show. That show was it wasn't. Ill. I just top fucking pay-per-view. Those girls. I just feel it. all right. Go, go, Here's my bad. Thing. My bad. Go. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Are you gonna take your main girls from your main shows to put them on an all-woman show? No, the fuck you're not. So now you gotta go to your fucking 1A group of talent. And out of those girls, who's the fucking main star? One star, two star, three star, four? Who falls in under that? Who falls in under that? Because you gotta you gotta still build talent. Because, yo, look at girls like Aaliyah. How long she been in NXT? She been in NXT since Nia Jax yeah. was there, my nigga. Nia Jax. We talking about... I'm a little slurred. We talking about, like... Six years now, right? And it's just within this past year and a half that she's been featured more and more. And she still don't win shit, but she's featured more and more and she's gotten better, right? All right. So a girl like that could benefit. Perfect. Look at um, Tegan Knox. She was injury prone, but she's fire, bro. She's fire in that ring. She's fire. Right, but she can benefit from something like that. Um, damn, bro, like that yo Naomi, she ain't doing nothing. Like, yeah, nah, she, she, she should be, she should be doing so much more. 
But see that. But I, the, my should. thing is this. Let, let, let's let's call let's call out all the talent right now that could be part of uh all women brand show. So let's just say, you know, Oscar, Charlotte, Becky, uh, Naomi, Bailey, Bailey, um, Bianca, of course, Bianca, Rhea, Rhea, Nia, Shayna, Mandy, Dana. Um, Tamina, um, Carmella, Alexa, Tamina. We just said we said Naomi already. Right. Um, now we got to go down to NXT. Dakota, Dakota Raquel, Raquel, Io, Shotzi, and Io, Ember, Shotzi, Io, Ember, uh, Candice. Um, Candice, Indy Hartwell, Jesse Camilla, Aaliyah, Mercedes Martinez. Well, I'm going to stop you right there. We just named 24 females. We just named 24 women <laughs> that could be part of a show. So I, out of those 24, out of those 24, you got to automatically take out Rhea, Bianca, Sasha, Charlotte, Bailey, Name Oscar. Those are your top girls right there. They're not going to name, name, so you them on your main show. Name them again. So that name leaves, them again. Because you, you fell you fell out, bro. Rhea, Bianca, your two main champions. Naya and Shayna, your tag team champions. And then right under that would come Charlotte, Oscar, Sasha, Bailey. Becky. And I'm going to throw... I'm going to throw... Becky in there, even though she's not on TV right now. And, and, God damn it. Let's just say, uh, I'm going to put, I'm going to put, all right. Let, I'm, yeah, that's nine, that. nine out of 24. That. So that, so take those off the board. So now who's left? You got your NXT Women's Champion in Raquel. That's your that you can build around that because she's a centerpiece. No, she's a champion on. We're, we we are we're talking show. about an all women show. Take nobody out. Just right, talk right. about the twenty four. Don't about... take nobody out. Can you build a show around those twenty four women? A show that's going to be seen that you can Absolutely. have four pay per views a year. If you have. And you got to, it's not just the talent. We talk about this all the time. And we were just talking about a producer to open up the show. If you can get Jason Jordan, Tyson Kidd, Hurricane, fucking, let's say, and one more person to be your producers. That's a gold squad right there, bro. That's a good fucking squad of motherfuckers that know what they're doing. With talented ass girls and yo... We say it all the time. WWE's women's division is the best in the whole world, specifically fucking NXT. But SmackDown's kind of good right now, but specifically NXT. Incredible fucking talent. There's girls that we haven't even seen yet, you know what I mean? That are killing it in the PC. Like, girls that are just starting to get shy, like like Chinese shorty. That whole storyline is crazy. And the, the person that's playing the, the, the character sitting in the chair... It reminds me of fucking Cobra Kai. Um, reminds me of fucking what's his name from GI Joe. Um, 
That's a girl, bro. And she's ill too. Supposedly she's like super ill, like super nice. So that's a whole nother talent that we haven't seen. That's another layer right there. So you know my, I mean? that's like your B squad and not even saying disrespectfully, but look at look I at know, how but deep my that thing shit is goes. this. You feel me? It's like one can't be without the other, especially with the way that uh that the company is built right now. You can't have an all men show with no women. You can't have an all women show with no men. Like the women and the men make the show. And I understand, I understand that the women recently, within the past, let's say two years or so, since WrestleMania 35, haven't been getting the time that they were getting before. But that makes me that's a fact. That makes me hold, think, hold on. I think hold on, my boy. The match itself. My boy, hold on. Why. No, it's all good. My bad. That makes me think to a certain hire that's come in within the last two years. Somebody who's never been a fan of women's wrestling. Gives give it give it its props, but never really been a fan. And that's Bruce Pritchard. He's he's the one that's the closest to Vince. And it just, it kills me to say this because he's a man that has so much wrestling knowledge. Being in the game since he was like 14 years old, bro. 10 years old, whatever the fuck he says. And it just kills me to see that he came in, he came into the picture Women's wrestling has gotten less time. We know his his you know his back and forth with Mickey James and Impact and how that and how that all that was handled and just certain shit and what he thinks is wrestling and entertainment like that doesn't fare well with fans of the product now. I don't know. Am I am I kind of like digging? Am I digging too much? Like I don't know. Talk to me. I don't think you. I don't. I don't think you're digging too much. I think that you have a valid point. With you know, Pritchard has voiced his opinions on women's wrestling quite clearly and, and as often as he possibly can. He's gonna shout these girls out, and he's not gonna take away anything away from how good they are. But he's just not a fan of women's wrestling, which a lot of people are not. And that's not a. That's not. A, wrong either nigga you like what you like or you don't like what you don't like it is what it is but yo like we say all the time bro wrestling is a is a just a different animal it's just a strange cat all the way around you gotta have some type of perspective on what's going on nigga you gotta read the room bro you can't just walk in and be like okay change this change this no 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 nigga we waited too long to get. We just main evented WrestleMania. Whether the match sucked or not, or the finish was botched or not, and you know Vince does not like botches in his main events. He will punish everyone. Ronda's gone. Can't do anything to her. He ain't gonna hurt Becky because she went on that title run. Charlotte got hurt when went on vacation, came back. So what does he do? <laughs> I'm gonna bring back Bruce Pritchard, <laughs> and y'all all fucked. 
now. So I can't hurt you, right. you and you individually. So we're just going to tweak all you motherfuckers and just turn you down to a simmer. And that shit was boiling, fucking white hot. Everyone was, women's wrestling was coming out of everyone's mouth. Now, motherfuckers is about to start tweeting, give women yep. a chance again out this bitch. And it ha- it does have to do with certain people coming in and other people leaving. Now, can they do an all-women show with the talent that they have yeah. now that we named? Can they do an all-women show? Yes. Absolutely. Will they? Absolutely not. Will they make money? Why? Because women's wrestling don't draw money. Uh, but here's the I don't, here's you see, thing. I, I don't know if I agree with they, that. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Here's what they could still do. If you gave the girls some more time and you gave them some storylines to sink their teeth into, you could have an all-women show every year. Like, almost like a WrestleMania type where things come to a head. Like, yeah, they're, they're doing their wrestling, their pay-per-views, but it's like there's certain storylines that it, they're so personal or they get so deep or whatever the case may be. This is going to be for our annual all-women show. You know what I'm saying? And I think they can do that, but they got to be smart on who they book, how they're booked, and where they do the show. You can't, and it's going to sound fucked up, but an all-women show in fucking Alabama is not going to draw oh, no, the definitely, same way an all-women show would draw in Chicago. Now, yes, I'm comparing... Right, I'm comparing Chicago to Alabama, but I'm just talking about the type of fans that would come out to these shows. Like, all women showing the big city, and I totally agree with that. Is gonna pop out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that. I understand that women's wrestling isn't isn't gonna be a traveling show. I understand that if you have both together, it's more profitable. Right. Understandable. Can we have? A women's pay-per-view? I think so. Absolutely. Can we have one that's going to be fucking amazing that people are going to enjoy Definitely. and start getting invested in? That was only one show. If they're if they're banking off of what one show did, they're doing themselves wrong. Because if they're banking off what In Your House did, don't doing it. Like, come on now, my nigga. More than half of that shit was fucking beyond ass. Yeah, the first like six or seven of those are so bad. <laughs> they didn't start getting good till they started naming them like in your house. No, definitely, definitely. Like, oh, That's shit, what I'm talking about, bro. <laughs> like they put more of a selling point into it. But what I'm trying to say is this: I I totally understand that with women's wrestling, it is it is a hard sell, but at the same time, why not try to sell it? Why not just have have catchy taglines towards it? Like that first Evolutions pay per view event was fucking amazing, man. 
It was amazing. Maybe it was just the feel of like a first all women's pay-per-view event and it, the feel of it kind of took over the whole event. But at the same time, it was something new. It was something that looked prosperous. And I feel like it's something that they could build off. And I feel like it's something they need to have again. And they need to put it within their calendar because the Saudi show and these other different tonteria pay-per-view events, they're not working. I hate the Saudi shows. All of them suck. All that them. was fire. The one, the one that, that they was did fire. That was that wasn't too bad. Shout out to Buddy Murphy. That was that was that was that was all right. And they they, they can do that again. Like they should do that. I got the iconics. Right. <laughs> and she pushes her tits up. Fucking <laughs> yo, those two girls are super talented. Wherever they land, bro, and I hope they land together. I yo, I would love to see them go to Impact and put them with Tennille Dashwood. Nigga, that shit would be comedy. Good comedy, though. That would be good comedy. Because those are three girls that can go, bro. And she's like their mentor. So she's their mentor. She tried. tried She tried. (laughs) Shout out to Chelsea Green. (laughs) Yo, yo, but you know what it was, too? She tried. You know what it was, too, with that first Evolution show? Bro, they did it in Long Island. Like, you want to talk about a women first, like pro women crowd, fucking New York. Like, come on, son. A, damn near. I wasn't a sold out house, but they did good numbers, and it was a good show. So it's like, if you have the right location, with with the right talent on the show and good storylines, of course you could have a great pay per view. But that goes for just a regular show, regardless. But people are gonna scrutinize women's wrestling more just because you know women nigga you already know how it is like you already know how it is these girls have proven themselves <laughs> time and time and time and fucking time again so they don't got to prove anything to anybody they're not gonna prove anything to me i know they don't got to prove that we know how talented these girls are so like you want to do another women's pay-per-view what month is it i'm gonna be in the crib watching that shit are you gonna do a women's show every week <laughs> I mean, you could. Are you? Are they going to? I, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. One other topic I wanted to get onto you with is uh, the addition of Adnan Verk to the Raw commentary team. I'm gonna say this. Hold on. I already see your face. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Sports entertainment within wrestling is a whole lot different from baseball basketball football the way you see it because in those sports you can you can plug in talent within you know not even i'm not going to say mainstream talent but you could plug in talent people that wanted to grow up to call games you know what i'm saying and you know you could grow you know you could maybe plug in people but with wrestling is different. Like you want to hear as a wrestling fan, me, I just want to hear somebody call a great match. That's it. I don't care where you come from. Mauro Ronaldo, shout out to him for what he did in Impact. Shout out to him for what he did throughout his whole career in pro wrestling. He's one of the most amazing announcers I've ever heard in my life. 
but he's like a dime a dozen. Miss Morrow so much. I miss crazy, him, bro. I miss him too much on that. On that I miss I miss I miss his commentary so much. Him like, and yo, what what's what was homie's name that was with him? Uh the black uh the bald black dude. Oh jeez. On NXT, you remember, right? Percy Watson? Yes, yes. That guy too, man. Yo, I those miss two Nigel McGuinness and, and Morrow together. Dude, those oh, two when Nigel McGuinness at takeovers were fucking incredible. But that's neither here nor there. True. Um you're plugging in somebody who's been on ESPN and does baseball. I understand. Within baseball, you have to keep the fans engaged on radio, keep the fan engaged on TV, even when nothing is going down. But how can you do that when you don't know the ins and outs of professional wrestling? Like, he has half of the game. Not only that, bro, never in his life, never in his life, as he announced the fucking baseball game with his producer screaming in his fucking ear to say it like this. Because that's how Vince runs the fucking shows. Them niggas are not saying nothing off their head. Everything they're saying is being dictated. Yes, they got to fucking, they got bullet points to hit. And now they got to talk for themselves. But you got Vince in your ear now yelling at you, bro. Like you can tell that his speech is something that somebody told him to say, and he's saying it. It doesn't come off natural. You know what I mean? Which is why guys like Corey Graves are so good at their fucking job because they've been in the motherfucking ring. And, they and they've need- listened to people call their matches, and they're like, this is bullshit. They don't need, an- they don't need nobody to tell them nothing. Exactly, exactly. And yo, niggas do niggas sleep on my son Corey Graves, bro. Like, that nigga's talented as fuck. But like even Brian Saxton, a former talent, a different talent, a different announcer, doesn't get his props. He plays his role very well. He's like Steve Urkel of fucking commentary, but he does it right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He doesn't over-nerd it, but he doesn't under-nerd it either. Like he's figured it out. You know what I mean? Like He's not gonna. I, I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. Like he's the type of guy that he's not gonna let somebody yell at you. He's not gonna let somebody yell at him, but he ain't gonna get up either. You know what I mean? If you gonna, if that he, makes any sense. It's like him when he got stunned. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and then Cole, Cole don't get his props, bro. Cole's Cole's a legend, bro. Cole's a goat. I don't care what no one says. He doesn't he get his props because he right. has too many fucking botches, bro. That's why. <laughs> he does. Nigga, nigga be calling fucking clotheslines power bombs. Like, I don't know what match he's watching. He's watching a match through Jack Daniel glasses. Yo. <laughs> like, he doesn't want to look. He doesn't He doesn't want to see WrestleMania 37 again. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> Nah, but yo, but shout out to Michael Cole. He's been there. He's called great matches. He's always been in the game. But um, it's just, it's something different. I mean, the first day that he was there, the first Monday, I was really feeling like what he was bringing to the commentary booth. Like, it sounded like somebody that was very engaged and wanting to know what was going down. 
So I was like, all right. I was like, yo, him with, you know, Michael Cole being there with Byron Saxton, being there with Tom Phillips and everything, it's going to be okay. But then I see that he replaced Tom Phillips. They took away Samoa Joe. And it's just him there. And each week it's just gotten worse and worse. And I'm worse, like, honestly, yo, bad. I was like, yo, you know what? He, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't sell anything. Like it sounds so robotic. It's like, yo, you're not calling a double play. You need to let it go. It's a power bomb. Ouch. That you say that. Niggas can't understand. Niggas will feel you on that. Yeah, but he can't. Like, damn. Everything is so brand new to him. Right. So everything he's gonna think- he's gonna oversell everything because he's never seen this before. And that's it's okay to do that, but at least show some type of emotion. Like, don't be like his yells are still mad robotic. It's like, oh, it's like someone hits a deep fly and they catch it on the warning track, and you know the crowd does that. Those are his fucking like. It's still very sports, and it's not sports entertainment. And there's such a fucking difference. Bring back tomorrow. You don't have to understand. Right, word. Bring clap, back Marvel. Mama Mia. <laughs> Let him smoke before the shows. Don't drug test him. Come through our light up. I live in Orlando. <laughs> I live in Orlando. <laughs> Nigga, you down the blizzard. <laughs> word. <laughs> Yo. But yeah, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. Then they bought. Now it's not just that, yo. It's not just him, bro. What about the Irish dude on Raw? I can't believe they let Charlie Caruso go. Lord Charlie, baby. Yo. <laughs> but she, she got a, she got a big contract from ESPN. She had to go because she was doing yeah, ESPN and, I heard, and WWE at the same time. Right, and you know, there's the rumor that she like, you know, had a big head, and she knew she was gonna get the ESPN deal, so she was kind of like, fuck this shit. Which, yo, niggas, we don't know what, what, what goes down. I know I've been in jobs, and I know I'm leaving. I'm about to get in. Do I start on Monday? It's Thursday? These things can suck my dick. I ain't doing shit. What time is that mean? I'm showing up 45 minutes late. Fuck, you gonna do fire me? I don't give a fuck. I'm out yeah, Monday, nigga. That's, see, that's not, that's not good business, though. That's not that's the New Yorker in her. She don't give a fuck. Ah, she said, No, no, that's the Staten Island. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. Who knows? I'm just saying, we don't we don't know what happens. Who knows? Exactly. It could have been exactly. it could have been some other shit. They could have found out and got mad or whatever. You, you know, know it, can be petty, it, but... it is it is what it is. Whatever happened, happened. You know, right. there's a couple of new you people. Did a good job while she was that, there. You know, us fans just are not appreciating at the moment. I mean, but there's also been people that we haven't appreciated like person I just named Tom Phillips when he first came in. Nobody really liked anything that he was doing, and I thought Tom Phillips was, is good, bro. I thought he was amazing from the beginning. You know who else is good? The kid from NXT, the Vic. Vic, yes. what's his name? Vic yes. Camuto. Yes. Vic, Vic something. Yeah. He's good. He's, He's good. good, bro. He's good. They got they got some guys there, man. They got they got some back some interview talent, some commentators there that are. You know what I'm saying? They're pretty good. I like McAfee being on SmackDown. That is, yeah, he's yeah, he's man. transitioning very well, and I think it's because pro wrestling was just for him. 
him being in the ring, him yeah. being on the mic. It, it's just, it's right. him, bro. It, like, his character, his right. ability to project his thoughts and just the way he right. does it on the mic, it's just natural. It's natural, I think bro. Leaving football, leaving football, having, I believe he has a, jur- a journalism degree, right? Leaving football, doing the podcast, and it getting so big. how it is and then you know when you get to a certain level and this is shit that we're learning right well this is shit that i'm learning (laughs) you already know no definitely definitely you like when you do things right like this when you get to a certain point you gotta like you gotta learn media you gotta understand how to say things where to place your thoughts how to express yourself without alienating audiences audience members or alienating yourself from your audience like you know you can be confrontational and you can have views on shit but you got to do it in a way where you're still drawing in an audience and not pick not making people want to turn your shit off you know what i'm saying and yes he's a dick right but that's part of his shtick too but he's a dick in a way where it's still charming and people want to listen to him be a dick because it's funny but he's he's not like not saying the truth about how he really feels about shit. He just says it in a way that is comedic, but the niggas the asshole. But the gift of gab itself, the promo work, because yo, everything is wrestling, bro. Everything is wrestling. Him talking shit on his show got him the WWE gig to talk shit on their pre-show. Exactly. Got him onto NXT. Exactly. Got him in the ring. Yep. His ability to talk shit made him a fucking announcer on WWE SmackDown. You're that's fucking talent, bro. That is talent. That is knowing audience and knowing media and how to your shit talk and where to place your shit talk and not just blah, 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 all fucking day like sometimes they do on the other show that we're going to maybe get to or maybe not. Because there's 46 announcers on that show and they're all like 65 and older. It's crazy. It's like watching grumpy old men in HD sometimes. God damn. But yo, I just be talking. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Yo. So. Your son. Taz and Tony Schiavone be going at it, and this shit is funny, son. But Taz, like Taz, has always been, Taz has always been good on the mic. No, Taz is fucking great on the mic, but this is what I'm talking about. Because they're I older did. now, I know that he gets under JR's skin. Like, you can tell that that's not an act. And I think it's funny as shit. Because I'm like, yo, this thing is pissing Jim Ross off, bro. You can hear it in his voice. He's getting mad. And it's so funny, son. And he just picks on Tony Schiavone. And you know, Tony with his one-liners be zinging him back every now and then. And I'm like, this is three old niggas arguing at a fucking buffet. It's hilarious right now. Like, I swear to God. And it kills me that the fucking FTW title is a piece of shit. I'm going to say that shit on every fucking episode on this show, bro. <laughs> Fuck that FTW title, bro. <laughs> fucking Fuck Brian FTW Cage title? just had his best match in fucking AEW as an AEW wrestler I don't even know in how long and he beat fucking uh, Hangman Page where was the FTW title bro 
that you have fucking hate the FTW title. <laughs> Why you hate that shit so much? Because it is fucking ridiculous. It is. It it means nothing, bro. I, yo, I yo, I hated the twenty four seven title, but you know what? It brought some type of entertainment to my life. The FTW title doesn't do anything, and they have they have Brian Cage running around with this shit like it means something. What does it mean? What does it mean? They got the FTW title on Brian Cage, who has the personality of a fucking Lake Rock, and then the twenty four seven championship. And you put it on arguably the most charismatic person, maybe in all of wrestling, in fucking Archu, who can make filet mignon out of dog shit. No matter what you fucking give this dude, he is going to make it work. He's the definition of there's no way that shit don't work. I'm going to make it work. Exactly. He makes this shit work. Exactly, bro. He makes it. And you know what? It's fucking funny. That nigga made Brock crack up in the middle of the ring. Brock was supposed to kill him in that segment. And he laughed. Like, yo, yo, you you remember at the Royal Rumble when he ran out and went under the ring and pulled out the ladder and climbed the shit? Yeah. Like, it was funny. <laughs> as a that was good. Yo, that was good. That was good. the funniest nigga alive. So. Yo, give him a title one, please. Please, bro, get let him get one serious. I don't care what belt it is, IC belt, US belt. He's not gonna win the world title, but one of them titles, bro. Like, goddamn, like, holy shit, yo, little Jimmy. Like, I'm thinking back about some of this shit, and it's mad funny, son. Like, yo, that's the difference right there, bro. But, but look, do you see that? You see, you see how like how fondly you look Back. at one person who held that title. I'm looking at this FTW title and God I damn. forgot about ECW, Monica. I forgot about what it meant. That's what I'm saying, bro. I forgot about all that shit. The shit don't mean shit. It has no prestige anymore. It means nothing, bro. You have this anomaly. In fucking Brian Cage, a person his size shouldn't be doing somersaults and all his other shit that he'd be doing, and he's doing it. You got him holding that title, never defending it, always fucking losing. Just won his biggest fucking match ever in AEW. Yes, he had a match against John Moxley for the fucking championship. The match yep. was fucking totally ass. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. The match was fucking ass. And then right. you have this. He goes, he beats Adam Page to open Facts. up Dynamite on a bang of a bang of a match. Crazy good match. Where was the FTW be, title be, in that whole, in that whole they situation, They should have been bro? doing with him what they did with Taz. Since fucking Shane Douglas was ducking him and Sabu was ducking him, he made the FTW title and he fucking defended it Every single match, whether he was wrestling a jobber or didn't matter who it was, that motherfucker defended it until he got the match against fucking Shane Douglas. That FTW title went from this is my own belt to yo, who's Taz wrestling? Because then once they figured it out, like 
oh, this is going to get him over. Then not up there with, and these fucking dudes that had names, and he's beating these motherfuckers to get to fucking Shane Douglas to get the real title shot. And by the time he got there, he was so hot. The FTW title was basically their second belt. Mind you, they had a TV championship that was in the midst of a fucking two-year run by RVD. And at the moment, that shit was, at that moment, that shit went, shh. for a little minute, it was like down here. And you had the world title and the FTW belt, which, again, didn't mean shit. But he made it fucking mean something. What the fuck didn't they do that now? With as big as he is, with as talented as he is, with all the shit he could do in the ring, with all the million fucking jobbers they got there, he could have been defending that belt for since they bought this shit in. And it could have actually maybe meant something right now. That you don't, you're not hating on it like you are. <laughs> exactly, bro. You just said everything I wanted to say after my rant. Because to be honest, you know, Taz made it into something because he didn't get a championship match. But the way they brought him in and then they brought the yeah. belt in, I was like, how's this gonna how's this gonna yeah. work? Because he already had a championship match. Why not why not give Will Hobbs that shit and every have everybody afraid I will, I of Will Hobbs? They should take the Kate shouldn't have that belt. Kate should be in the title picture. He should be another person knocking on Omega's door. Cause that they've never touched. Do you know that? With all the indie matches, that's well, no, 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 that's no, no, no. A lie. They've never had a one-on-one. They wrestled in a tag match before, but them niggas have never had a one-on-one, which is crazy. I don't know. I to be honest, I don't know. Cause you know we, we both really know how good that, so really Cage is, and obviously we know how good Omega is. Like. That's something to possibly down the line, like, uh, I, you know what I'm saying? Cage got, Cage is good, bro. I don't know what the fuck they were doing with him these past couple of months, but to get your first, for the win against Page to be your biggest win in the company says two things. They weren't booking you right, and they're still not booking Hangman Page right, because how you go from winning, 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 you lose to a nigga that never wins. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? But, but, but it's the way it's the way they did it with with the with the beatdown before the match end before the match started, they made that they made that look like they made it look like okay, you know the beatdown they put on Page really you know affected him really factored into the whole match right. and then him him fighting a person of yeah him fighting a person of, of Cage's size and shit like that. So it was great storytelling in that sense. That's how I took it. You know what I'm saying? But I just I just feel like it's it should be a little more. Um they're very top heavy as you can see with, you know, uh Omega, Cody, Bucks. Um yeah. I think you could throw Darby Allen in there. And you know, it's just it's like what else? Do you think? You know, like it, like I feel like their mid card, their mid card looks okay. Uh, because you know you have guys like Jungle Boy there. You have others like you know I seen that they're they're trying to build a homie from the Dark Order, uh, Ten, and I see that they're doing stuff for Scorpio Sky now. Scorpio Sky and Ethan, and Ethan Page are together. They went and beat the shit out of Sting and shit like that. 
But it's like, what are you going to get out of Sting? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know people want to see a lot out of him or just want to see him in the ring. You ain't even want to see him in the ring when he was with WWE. You thought that shit was a wrap. Like, I, why is this so fucking different here? I agree with you. Why is it so different? I don't know, man. Because, you know, WWE has the rep of, quote, unquote, keeping people out of the ring after their DK medically cleared. But it's like, yo, just because you're cleared to wrestle doesn't mean you should, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just because you're cleared, it don't mean that the right thing for you to do would be to jump right back in the fucking ring. Maybe the nigga's trying to save your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, he did a match. Yeah, it was cinematic. He took some bumps. You know Stand. He gave some fucking bumps. That was a that was a fun that was a fun match. That shit was great, great. match. That too. Was, that yeah, was a good great match. match. Um, what do you expect out of someone that's sixty years old? Like people got to chill out. You know what I mean? What the fuck, you can get when you're getting what you're getting, and what you're getting is what you're getting is it works right now. Darby exactly. Allen is arguably their biggest homegrown star. I mean, he gets fuck the pop say it, the numbers. The numbers say it. He comes, he's on TV and people watch this kid for a fucking reason. Well deserved. He's a fucking star. One of my favorites on that on that roster from day one. Since Evolved Days, me and you both, like since Evolved Days, we both fucked with him. So like he's top notch. He's a he's one of my favorites over oh, there. Oh hell but, yeah. Like, hell yeah. Do you think because there's so much talent there too, especially in their mid-card, because they're constantly shuffling in people one week you see one guy the next week you won't you see another guy do you think they need a mid-card title not the tnt championship which i hate the name i get it but i just I, it just sucks to me that should have been like a tv title something like that bro the aw television title the tnt belt is just i hate the name i think they need something like a ic belt like a u.s belt for that Sammy Guevara, fucking, you know, Penta, Ray Phoenix, like those that are right. So this is my thing. This is my thing. They have so much talent that they don't have enough TV time for everybody. Everybody will go to their to their two YouTube shows that are, I think, like an hour each. I think, or like two hours each. Dark, you sure. having like eighty-four matches. Um, I see, I see dark every once in a while. I see dark every once in a while. Um, <laughs> I know they got a new show with uh, Big Show, you know, hosting that. But look at what I just said. I hardly watch it. I'm not, yo, listen, I yo, I love wrestling, bro. I love pro wrestling. I love it. But from the moment I was a kid, all I had to do was turn on the TV to watch pro wrestling. I'm not going to go on my computer the day of to watch a YouTube show. It's the same shit I do with NWA Power. I don't watch it on Tuesdays at 7.05. 605 whenever it whenever it comes on because i don't got the time to do that right now just the same thing with you know sometimes with nxt sometimes with dynamite sometimes with raw smackdown i i record everything and watch it on my own on my own time i'll go back 
watch whatever they do on YouTube, but that's like the furthest. I've never from my mind. watched. I've never watched their YouTube shows bad, bad. because I want to see. Yeah, I want to see what's going on on Dynamite because to me, Dynamite is what it is the main stories. It's what's going on at the moment. I don't like whatever's going on on uh, on Dark and. And the other show, I fucking wish I remember the name. I, it's I, feel like Light. Thinking, I don't remember the name, but my thing is this is like eight. <laughs> but my thing is this. <laughs> my thing is this is like I'm not looking forward to that because that's not forwarding anything that I need to watch during the week. I never watched that show. Yeah, that that's a disconnect. There's a disconnect right there. There's a disconnect right there. Even though these these motherfuckers is getting they shine again, they burn through those shows and they coming on dynamite every once in a while. But like, oh, these motherfuckers have a 12, 12 match streak. I was like, God damn, I didn't see not one <laughs> of you wrestled twelve times. Who are you? I've never seen you wrestle once. What the fuck? But that's the thing. And then like it, it's one of the things that I watched Dark for was. Scorpio Sky, because that's the only reason, that's the only way I was going to be able to see him. And that's the thing. Are are is anybody connecting with the talent that's on this on dark? Dude is too talented. He shouldn't have even been on. Just like Santana and Ortiz shouldn't have had a 15-match win streak on fucking dark three fucking dynamite. What is that shit, bro? And I never even watched the other show. I never and I joke around saying AW Light. I don't know the name of the shit. I never watched it once. I didn't even know what time it come on. I just knew it was Mondays. I thought they were slick. Like, oh, you're gonna do Monday before Raw with a bunch of niggas that nobody knows. Okay, smart idea. Fuck out of here. Like, yo, I um I find myself, and I'm I'm gonna be real, because you know, we talk about all the shows here. I find myself definitely recording Raw. And watching what I find interesting, fast forward and do the shit I don't want to see. NXT, I try and sit and watch every week. Because now it's on Tuesdays and it starts right when I get out of work. Like literally clock out of the computer and go sit with my ass right on the sofa for two hours and just watch NXT. And to me, best show on best wrestling show on TV. AW now that it's by itself and we're not clicking back and forth. Yo, they're getting more time for me. And they got a lot of my times there. I thought they had a good show. You know, I thought the standoff between part the pinnacle and inner circle was pretty dope. RBI match was ill. Like they had some moments there. It's amazing what's right. going on there with that. Right. And then SmackDown too, because we, you know, we usually do this on Thursdays. I usually will find myself watching SmackDown because that's that's my girl's favorite show. She likes SmackDown, so she definitely she definitely watched it without me. <laughs> and I told her to record it, and she said, "I don't know how." Word. Yeah, shout, shout out to Word my wife. Up. I'm like, Are "You DVR for me?" She goes, "I don't know how to do that. Go do your show." Bye. I'm like, "Oh, I right. no doubt. Go ahead, go watch Roman fucking pain my ass." But like, yeah, I can't. I can't. I just feel weird sitting down and watching a wrestling show on YouTube live. Like, I don't know. I'd rather wait a day or something. Like, I just, it doesn't catch my my attention to be watching it on my phone or or on the, on the tab or whatever. Like, 
I don't know, bro. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's because, you know, we're from that time of putting on the TV to watch Raw, to watch Nitro, to watch Saturday Night, you know, clicking the fucking yes to the pay-per-view button on your fucking TV to watch a pay-per-view of WrestleMania and shit. <coughs> so, I don't know. Me, mind you, we live in the era of the network <laughs> where we could fucking pull up wherever we wanted. But again, this shit already happened. So it's different because it already happened. But exactly. Like, it was weird when the network first dropped and it was only on your phone and on your tablet. I'm watching pay-per-views on my phone and I'm like, I find myself turning it off to text or to look at my phone and it doesn't draw my same interest in it being on the TV. I don't know. Maybe it's just the generation that we are, but I feel your point. You know what I'm saying? And then again, do I want to see a bunch of niggas that just came out of wrestling school wrestle? I don't. Like, yo, this this Nick Camarado and Aaron Solo, great talents. But I would not give a fuck about them if they were on Dark. Them niggas is on Dynamite. I want to see what they doing. Especially the Nick Camarado dude. That dude. Woo! My son is a beast. But, and then I, I'm like, damn, with... But then my shit is like, ah, with QT Marshall. I was like, ah... That's the this motherfucker look like he, he looked like my gym teacher from high school, bro. He don't got to wrestle. He How am I taking him serious? And his promo game <laughs> is really good because he can dig deep because he fucks with the roads personally. You know what I mean? No, oh, I don't know. Oh man, yo, I wanted to. Ah, uh, bro, it's fucking Mister Mister Oreo motherfucker right Mr. there, bro. Evil, wow. Watch that stank breath. <laughs> fucking sardine mouth in the morning ass nigga. Oh. Nigga said, Mr. Santari. I said, yo, your spit came off your mouth and landed on my lip. It's on my motherfucking lip. Take it off. Fuck him, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh -oh. oh, the Mets uh -oh. and Phillies clear the benches. Uh -oh. oh, man. So I like to see. Fuck it. 86. We need some 86 energy. Man, we need some 86 oh, energy, baby. Billy's reliever Jose Alvarado taunts Dominic Smith after late inning strikeout and benches clear. Oh, shit. Nigga said, I struck you out. Nigga ran at him with the I'm gonna put this up your ass, nigga. <laughs> we gonna show you Queen style. You heard? Fuck you talking about. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Where are we at? Yo, hey, the hold on, hold on. Real quick. Real quick. Something else we want, but, to, um, we want to get into. And I know we're running crazy low, crazy deep on time, right? But we've seen, i seen an article, right? Yeah, i seen yeah, an yeah, article about time, what if professional wrestling was like sports and do trades, right? Hold on, say, say, that, say that again, say that again. Was like other professional sports and you were able to make trades. Now the difference with wrestling and basketball, football, baseball, right? A baseball trade is between two teams, maybe from one division to the next. Football, the same thing. Basketball, the same thing. With wrestling, you can go from being in an American company and going all the way to England or being in Japan and coming all the way to Mexico. Cause there's such a wide 
spread out um um entity of sports entertainment it's all over it's and they're all the own different worlds but if these worlds were all connected you know what i'm saying and you were a fucking general manager here you got 10 niggas to get rid of and 10 niggas to bring maybe not get rid of but his people that this company's interested in and we're interested in some people from there let's make these trades happen what do you think? How do you think that could possibly work? Let's say that it would, let's say that everyone was working together, right? We fuck, little niggas all fuck with each other. And now they're like, let's do who goes where and why? Who would you take from one place to another? Let's say for a year, you got a year with this talent. You know what I'm saying? And they're coming in brand new. Fuck whatever they were doing on TV. Even the night before, everything changes. Slate is clean. You're in a new company. You're you. You're whoever you are in your, in your place. But now you're in this place. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So. Uh, all right. Fuck it. Let's do it. So this is what I would do. I will make a trade everybody be like ah oh, let's make a trade with AEW no fuck that shit I'll make a trade with New Japan and my trade will New Japan be this and this is just like some real sports shit I will mm. trade for Okada and give New Japan mm. Seth Rollins and I will give them Rey Mysterio Jr. Damn. Hold on. Let me just tell I you why I would do that trade. What? I'll bring Okada over. But, but if I get Okada, you have to give me, you have to give me uh, Kato mm. with him. Okay. So his former, his form, his former. Ma- I need him with. I need, I need him there. Oh, with Jado? so he could be the mouthpiece, kind of like a Sunny Ono and shit. There, uh, Gato, Gato. Sorry, I, I said Kato. I, I meant K- Yeah, I meant Gato, not Kato. Sorry, but just to be like a mouthpiece, right? And I would tell you to give me that, so that on WWE programming, I could build up. Okada to have a WrestleMania match with Roman Reigns. So you have Gato and Paul Heyman and maybe maybe do some shit how they did with uh, Yokozuna, how they had Mm. Mr. Fuji and Jim Cornette kind of do that with with Okada, but (laughs) No racist shit involved, none whatsoever. <laughs> okay, just gonna. I just want to make that clear. But I feel, I feel that with a great mouthpiece with Okada in WWE, he would be shot through the moon, and him versus Roman Reigns would be such a quality match. Not when I mean quality, I mean like a real, like wrestling match. 
with so many different vibes coming into each other. Now, the reason why I'm giving them Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio, reason why I want to see Rey Mysterio over there in New Japan, because I want to see him go head to head with a whole lot of the fucking uh, junior heavyweights there. I like that. I want to see him versus uh, uh, Hiromo. I want to see him versus... Uh oh man, what's the the the, the little, little homie from from the Bullet Club? Taji is Ishimori. Uh, Bone Shoulder. Bone Shoulder. Taji Ishimori. Yeah, him him versus Ray fucking Mysterio? um E L P bro, El Fantasmo. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then with Seth Rollins there, so what you do with Seth Rollins? You put him in a match with Naito. You put him, my nigga, you could put him in a match with anybody from LIJ. Put him in there with Naito. Put him in there with Sango. You feel what I'm saying? Put him in there with Give Austin. me a world champ. Dude. Yes, that's what I was about to say. Give me a title match against Osprey. Hey, and yo, let's Seth rock with the championship for a bit. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Let him, and then, you know what? Since you're so fucking buddy-buddy with AEW, let him go over there and beat the shit out of Kenny Omega and take the Bucks jackets. Get my coats back, nigga. Take those jackets <laughs> back. Those are yours. Yeah, yeah. Give me my give me my drip back. I want my drip yo, back. I um you're probably yo, I'm telling I, you, bro. Mine is different. Mine's a little more. I would do more what would you do? main a main WWE guy. I would actually send Roman by himself with Paul Heyman. But I sent Seth Rollins. I sent right. Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah. That's mainstream. Oh no, Listen. you're sending too much. Wait, so wait, what, no. what are we getting you're back? Roman main roster? You're sending you're sending Roman over there with Paul Heyman <laughs> and you're getting back Naito and Okada on separate shows. Nah, because they have Ooh, that's a little too much. Osprey, they got a bushy, they got people there that they're not gonna hurt. With Roman coming over there, he can cover both of them, both of those asses by himself. He's that big right now to do that. And now you have him over there doing the same shit he's doing, but now he gotta go up against the Ishis and the Gotos and the Jeff Cobbs. Of the world, different niggas, maybe not on his level, but that's gonna wear him down. That'll wear him down to when he gets up to Shingo. Yo, Roman versus Cobb, right? But now, now you have Okada and Naito here, and you do Naito versus Rollins. And you do Okada versus fucking Randy Orton. Lord have mercy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? <laughs> my thing is this. Yes, but my thing is this. My thing is this. How do they make that much of an impact? Because a lot of this shit has True. to do with the language barrier, bro. That's the thing, when when coming over 
to the American market. It has to do with the language barrier. It's not like going to going to Mexico, going to Japan. You don't even have to know the but language. Nigga, look at they had Oscar cutting promos for a year in Japanese. But over here, it's more of a language thing. But she's she's naturally likable. I think I think Okada could are be, they going to be that naturally likable? Listen to us, right? I I think I think right, Naito right, over right, Okada right. to be honest. Naito is charismatic to speak the language to get over his body language, his resting, his mannerisms. The people are going to gravitate towards him. I think the people will actually boo Okada because he's, you know, like, I'm Kazushika Okada, motherfucker. I drive a fucking 2022 Ferrari and this shit didn't even come out yet. Like, he's one of those niggas, suited and booted and all that. You know what I mean? The purple hair and shit, like, and he gets in the ring and he's fucking incredible. So it's like, I can't really say fuck this guy. This guy's really good. But fuck this guy. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like the American audience would turn him heel. No. But he needs right. to have, like, that significant mouthpiece, bro. That's the thing, bro. I'm, I'm telling you. Like, I think Okada could get over to a certain extent because... Listen, he learned a couple of words in Spanish and was over in Mexico. But then that's the thing with going to foreign countries. Out here, they want to hear you speak. If the language. you're that charismatic, even in the American market, exactly, bro. And that's why Santos Escobar is gonna be. Do yeah, you a think fucking they're gonna star, put bro. the tag titles? He's on, gonna be a fucking star, bro. On um, Joaquin and the other dudes. And then you think he's going to win the Cruiserweight title I, back? I think it's going to happen. I think Ligados. I just wish it was the world He's going to get there. I wish it was the NXT title. He's going to get there. Listen, for everybody listening to the show right now, for everyone you know listening what? to the show they, right now, they have if to you build... have not listened before, and if you do not watch NXT, please do yourself a favor and go back Go back to these pandemic shows. Go back to the weight tournament that they did to crown a nuclear weight champion. Say that again, my I said, if, if, if you're listening to this now, and your first time listening to the show, and you don't watch NXT, go and watch NXT. Go back to those pandemic shows. Go back to that cruiserweight tournament that they did to, cruise, to crown a new cruiserweight champion. And just watch everything that Santos Escobar has done from then until now. And if you don't think he's a fucking star, you're not watching. The dude can do it all. He can brawl. He can high fly. Submission wrestling. Lucha style. Whatever you want to do. He can cut promos in English. He can cut them in Spanish. He cuts some shits in Spanglish. He don't give a fuck. He can be a super, super heel. And you know what? There was a time in Mexico when he was the most over fucking baby face that the motherfucker had to travel with a motorcade. He was like Jesus at one point. You know what I'm saying? He got, he built this shit up and then he turned heel on it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a dude that with NXT, you want a Latin star? He's right in fucking front of you. And he got two more people next to him that don't get their props because those two are an ill fucking tag team, bro. Those two dudes, and they're both young as shit. 
I know, I know, I know Mendoza is younger than, than, than Joaquin, but them niggas might just be cracking 30 years old, maybe. Like, come on, bro. Come on, son. They got, they got it there. I mean, if they're going to give them all three of the title, I feel like it shouldn't happen because I feel Kushida should have a moment with, uh, with that cruiserweight title, he's actually starting to get uh, the people, the people backing him with that title. So I feel like it's something that he should he should roll with. Uh, with Escobar, like I said, I'm hoping it's the NXT title in August. I'm hoping for the next big uh, takeover event. It's him and Cross, and he revenges that win again, and then then we get the Golden Legados. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it'll mm-hmm. be something fly, something fly to see, man. It'll be something fly to see. And, you know, shout out to everything they're doing at NXT now. I know they're doing a lot of character building now. We see it with Cameron Grimes and his now vignettes with fucking Million Dollar Man, which gold. is fucking gold. Love it. Uh, we see it, you know, with, yo, yo, um, like, uh, what's his name? Champa. Champa's bringing out a side of Thatcher that I thought I would never see. Like, Thatcher's becoming a little, little entertaining. Nigga, you know, it's more than just genius. wrestling That's with why. Thatcher right now. He's a fucking genie. He's an evil genius. So, we have that. The one thing that I'm not, that I'm not feeling is Bronson Reed. Uh, I mean, I, I respect everything he does in the ring with for his size, but I'm just not feeling what he's doing. Um, he, what what Eli Drake and what Dexter Loomis is doing is very entertaining. Both characters are very entertaining. Uh, I love that the, that this is given time. Like what we see, what we seen with NXT this week was a lot, a lot of, of promos, a lot of, vignettes. A lot yep. of video packages. We yep. seen. A lot of character building, exactly. And I just want to see more of yes. uh, intermingling between NXT and NXT UK. Because I think that if Escobar gets this chance to go get to go get the Cruiserweight title, and it's him, uh, Devlin, and Kushida in a match, it's a match where Escobar cannot get hurt by a, by a loss. Because Escobar doesn't have to be the one to get pinned, and if right. the if the match goes back to Kashida, Kashida could pin Devlin. Devlin could go back to UK unhurt, and you know Santos Escobar could go and ask for another title shot. And the person that gives him the title shot, right, going into Very the true. summer could be Karrion Cross. And I mean, I feel that Karrion Cross is a big. Is a big uh, asset to NXT, but I, I think, think so too. Santos I think Escobar Cross is there for a limited amount of time because of the type of character that he is. He's gonna get you know called called up, quote unquote, to the main roster. I think with Santos Escobar, he's gonna be an NXT person, and this and people talk like ah, the main roster. Yo, some people. NXT is better. It just works for them. Look at everything Johnny Gargano has done, bro, on that roster. He's done literally everything, and he still has found something else to do. And he's still entertaining. 
annoying as fuck as he is, he's still he's a champion. Like somebody like Santos, who's bro ready made to be a star. Keep him there, keep him there. If you want to turn him babyface, that's not hard for him. He could do that shit literally from one episode of NXT to the next. He's that good with the talk game. I think that dude is like, he's a special talent. And I know that they, obviously they believe in him because they gave him the Cruiserweight title for almost a fucking year, right? But I think now they see that, yo, we can take him and put him up to this level. Because again, when he had that match with Karrion Cross, when them dudes were standing in the ring face to face, I'm like, yo, he not that much smaller than Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross, they listed him at like six, four and a half. I'm like, how big is Escobar then? And weight wise, like them niggas stood profile to profile. And I'm like, I carry a different build. And he's all of those 245 pounds. You can see it. But goddamn, ain't no way Santos Escobar is no 205. I'm not retarded and I'm not fucking blind. Like, he got to be at least 220. You know what I mean? He's not little. He held his own. And, and like, yo, a Latin NXT world champion. Representation matters, bro. And I think that they're building it to get to that point. And some, I think SummerSlam will be a perfect time to pull the trigger on that. Let it build. Let him keep building up between now and then. You know, he did lose the title. So let him start building it back up and to get into the main time. For sure, B. Absolutely. I love that. I love that they, when they realize they got a fucking diamond and they're like, yes, just keep polishing that shit. We're not, we're not, we're not going to put it on just yet. Just keep shining that motherfucker up. And when we put that shit on, we gonna blind everybody out this motherfucker. No, definitely, definitely, bro. And I'm loving it too, man. I'm loving it too, man. But uh, Oof. we gotta get out of God here. Dang. You know, I think we're going on two hours now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 man. So you already know what it is. Uh, this is the 20 by 20 podcast. All we do is talk wrestling and hip-hop. We talked about a whole lot of shit. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? We talked about how the FTW title is the worst shit in the fucking world. We talked about how uh, Santos Escobar is the best shit in the world. And, yeah, that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, Taz. I love you. I swear I, swear I do. I saw you at the fucking Elks Lodge when I was a kid. Queens Boulevard. What's up? But now, nah, yo, come on, man. And shout out to- you and your title deserve better than that. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm talking the, the way the way I talk my shit is because you shout know, shout out I'm to mad. other podcasts. because you ain't getting the shot. DMs over here talking about join this and join that and log on to this and become a member of that and go fuck yourself. Why don't you listen to my show and learn some shit? <laughs> fuck out of here. I ain't signed enough for a goddamn thing, nigga. You want to sign up for something? Storylinetees.com. Go sign up and buy a fucking t-shirt. You heard? Now we keeping it 100 over here too, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that was for you, Conan. Anyway. He's going to send LAX to my house. What's wrong with you, bro? He's going to pull up. Uh, <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Nah, 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 it's cool, it's cool. We good out there too, my nigga. Don't worry about it. But anyways, 
You already know what it is. It's the 20 by 20 podcast. And this was episode 149 next week. If we are next week, I'm not too sure. It might be two weeks from now, but 150 is going to be something special. So please tune in for that. We are going to be out here. Me, your boy, 2 Chain Bing. We Bert. out here like a motherfucker. Yeah, you you know heard 20 by 20 podcast. Storyline to you my body. 20 <laughs> podcast in my blood. You already know what time it is, my brother. Salute you. Anybody playing around? Been in the whole block. You heard? Yes, sir. <laughs> you already know. Shout out to the nation of domination. Shout out to Los Bodhi Squad. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shit you ever heard in your life Delivered by the UFO that could write Uh Know what time it is Gets dark in my neighborhood It's that Enigma Dolly shit Yo, I'm like sleeve stamp My flow is a schedule one Twist the weed plant Let the knowledge set in my lungs What's good, playboy? I never heard your name in these slums Carbon copies trying to clock me Learn the way of the one Break your back for them raps I'm collapsing your lung Hand-to-hand combat I'm trying to hear bone snap Phone tap I mean my line down by PS1 My bitch don't want it unless it's VS1 I got my eyes on a DB9 So buy my music when you hear me rhyme Please don't waste my time, my claw friend It's the type of cloth you won't find And kill my kind High alert or you can watch the body jerk I don't combine with reptilian slime I average 40 These MCs riding the pine My little shorty cleaning this 40 For the 40th time I hit the wax and I start to recline Easy From the projects to the back strips You know the smell once the lighter hit the glass dick that's right, we working crack shifts. Uh-huh, we working crack shifts. From the projects to the back strips. Tall baby flipping on the pissy mattress. You know the vibes, we working crack shifts. Yo, That's right, Playboy, we working crack My shifts. My popping out drops, knocking out cops. Cause I grew up in the rock, on the block without pops. You getting orders off the boat, flipping quarters of the smoke. This world is all wicked, hope my daughter's hella woke Rap changed my lifestyle, I stack things and right now You a hater, I'm greater, don't have me back the pipes out Or get boom blip, right up on 25th Who this, pull up the way you work or where your bitch live Stay up in your place, for that K up in your face Crack shifts on the back strip, potato on the eight. You eating leftovers, still sleeping, swept over Blessed soldiers drumming from the slums, now we check holders Chopper this stick, you in the spot with six nicks Big burner in my pocket till a profit gets split Yo, let down my nigga Niggas is on shit. Big burner in my pocket till the profit gets split. Yeah. From the projects to the back strips. You know the smell once the lighter hit the glass dick. That's right, we working crack shifts. Uh-huh, we working crack shifts. From the projects to the back strips. Tom baby flipping on a pissy mattress. You know the vibes, we working crack shifts. That's right, Playboy, we workin' crack shifts.